2: This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey.
3: Thanks for doing this,
0: mate. No what problem at all. It? You um, no problem.
3: Did you go to the game yesterday?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: How did you how you find it?
0: Um
4: we weren't uh we weren't that great. Really low glove on you to be honest. I saw a few people say that. And, but um I'd already sort of i I'd, I'd spoken to Mark, our manager before hand anyway and he kind of said that the game wasn't going to define our season because we had so many injuries and players out where I was in the stand we had half the first team squad sitting in front of me um, who would normally right. be playing um, so it was disappointing from that respect um, lads gave their all really especially second half but we never really worked your keeper did we so um, you can see why you are um, a well drilled side obviously well up there and what I thought was impressive, was obviously at 2-0 he just did a really professional job, which is the one thing we're we we we're not capable of doing, you yeah. know, seeing games out. Like Wednesday, we went down to Torquay Wednesday night, won all at half-time, we came out and went 3-1 up after 15 minutes of the second half, and it finished 3 all because we can't see games out, you know. Um, yeah. And We've that's been what's there. most disappointing at the moment. 2-0 up adaptive. away at Scunthorpe at half-time, and lost 3 2. 3 2 up against Woking with 10 to go and drew 3 all. So we've dropped a lot of points from winning positions this season. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, and to be honest, you even with that, you've still had quite a good start for, for a promoted side. It's pre game yesterday, you, you were banging mid table. So even with all that, yeah. it's still been quite a good start.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'd, we'd take that. We'd have taken that at the start of the season. Um And we're all, obviously, we're being greedy, you know, when throw games away and stuff, but it's kind of, we need to start learning from that, you know, some naivety and stuff that's cost us. Scunthorpe 2-0 up at half-time and absolutely playing them off the pitch and losing 3-2 was a real blow that day. That was a real blow. Um, Some of the other ones have not been... And and I think Wednesday night as well, being three one up at Torquay,
0: yeah.
4: teams teams down the bottom, and then allowed them to come back in as well. But I don't think we're nervously looking over our shoulders or anything like that just yet. Um, I think we'll be all right.
3: Oh yeah, I, I don't um, I don't for one second think you're going to be in the uh, in the relegation mix come the end of the season. I think you've. All right, yeah, I guess never, never say never in that respect, but I think you've probably already had too much of a of a good start. Like yeah. you, you, you can certainly score goals, which I think. From yeah. The point of view. Yesterday, I think that's impressive that we've um, we've come out of it with a clean sheet, because yeah. you can definitely score goals. Your problems of <laughs> um, yeah. You've come at the
4: other end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I think, that was the first time we haven't scored all season. Yesterday. Uh, was it really yeah yeah I think it was the first game we've been involved in where we haven't scored so um, yeah but uh, yeah you're right uh, there's a long way to go and I think we'll get plenty more points here and there throughout the season yeah yeah
3: yeah. so who's what's your sort of your your next five games work?
4: so we've got Bromley next Saturday so we've got a week uh, before we play Bromley um So hopefully some of those injured players can get the chance to get back for those. Um, We've then got a quick turnaround because we've got Halifax away on the Tuesday night, which is a rearranged fixture because we were due to play them a couple of weeks ago. And um, just as the coach was about to set off from Dorking, it got called off. So thankfully they hadn't got all the way out to Halifax or halfway or anything like that. So they made quite an early call on that. But that has been been rearranged quite quickly, so that's on the following Tuesday, and then we've got York at home, Um, and after that, I think uh, Maidenhead away, early December. One of the games that's been brought forward because of uh, the World Cup. So that's uh, half twelve kickoff. Yeah, and then I think after that, it's Chesterfield away on the tenth of December. So we've got a few. got a mixture of home and away games and those away games obviously as you know yourself there <laughs> there's a lot of traveling in this league as well isn't there <laughs> yeah there
3: is there is a thing, yeah. our, our, our next away games gate said and it's just like oh.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah
3: we um yeah me and a few of my mates we um we did a newcastle weekend i think three years ago when we played sunderland when we we're in league one and it's like we're not doing the weekend at this time, but it's like, if we were, we're now playing gated. It's yeah. Like...
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's certainly been, um, been some shock for the system for us. But obviously, you guys, you're, you're on the <laughs> rise. You've, you've come the other way. Is it, um, 12 promotions in 23 years?
4: Yeah, 12 promotions like in... Twi- yeah, so the club That's was insane. only formed in 1999. Yeah. Um, and it started off as a park team that um, I was part of a few years later. So I played for the team, played for the when we were sort of a park side. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, that typical, just a group of mates paying a fiver to play. Um, you know, if you were a sub, you'd be running the line, um, putting the nets up, flags in, all that sort of stuff. And then um, the team just gradually got better and better. And then it it moved to where we used to be at um, West Humble that was basically an old rundown sort of uh, playing fields with some old uh, wooden buildings there that we managed to get possession of. And and um, they told us there was no running water down there and no electricity. So we basically dug, found some water, got electricity generators in there and redid the changing rooms and everything and got that ground. So we were playing there through like the Isthmian Leagues and things like that. Yeah. And then we moved into Metabank uh, four or five years ago now, where we're back in the center of the town. Yeah. Yeah. On the G three G. When
3: when, uh, when when did it sort of become a thing then that a, a, a bit more money gets gets pumped in? When did when did Mark sort of turn up or was Mark there literally from day no, one? No,
4: Steve's there from day one. It's his team. Yeah, he, he played in the team. Uh, he was the chairman of the team and he played in the team as well. So it's his, it's his, it's his team and he's been at virtually every game for the last 23 years. So uh, it's just grown and grown. And obviously, you know, when, when clubs go up, even at um, county level, players get a bit of money as well. And money starts to be generated from local sponsors and, and things like that. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and you find more people want to invest because you're going up through the leagues and people are talking about you and and you're getting out there and a bit more promotion. A lot of the guys are pretty good at generating, you know, uh, sponsorship and things like that. So all that started to come in and now where the club is now, so much of it is generated through sponsors and 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 very much like you know like lots of teams do where you can sponsor a player you can sponsor a game and all that sort of thing you know you get advertising boardings around the ground things like that so it's just it's gradually it's kind of gone up step by step and that that then means though that behind the scenes it's got to be people that are responsible for that as well that do the marketing and do the advertising and do the sponsorship and the commercial side of things but it's nowhere near what um, clubs like yourself and other clubs in the National League would be. It's still a very small army of volunteers and people that just just do it um, voluntarily. You know, everybody, mostly the people that are involved in the club have got a job. There's only about three or four people that are actually full time paid by Dorky Yeah, yeah, it's
3: it's an incredible rise up up sort of literally from a from a Sunday League thing where um, mm-hmm. Woods. I don't know. Yeah, would would, would the ultimate goal be Dorfing Wanderers in the football league? Because I think that that would have to be one of the greatest football fairy tales ever. I think. And
4: yeah, that, I think
3: it's Sunday team.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, so we weren't a Sunday team, Scott. We were a Saturday team. Right, so, okay. um, yeah, we were a Saturday team. So we were a Saturday. Uh, playing in the West Sussex Leagues and things like that so and that's when it started and then it became sort of a county side from there but I think certainly getting into the Football League would be like you say one of the biggest achievements Um, that'd be unprecedented I think in this country because it never had any of that kind of um, it wasn't one of these teams that was kicking around in um, the the Isthmian Leagues or the Uh, county leagues or things like that for a long, long time and then somebody came along with a potload of money um, or I was just watching actually just before you loaded up they've done another one of those uh, another series of the class of 92 about Salford City Um, you know with all them and it was, I remember watching that when it first started and they were going up through the Northern Leagues and then into the the National League and, and beyond but Dorkin started at the very bottom started at the lowest possible league they could have gone into because they're created as a brand new team in in 1999 so they just put got put into this division and then went um through all the leagues to where they are now so yeah like you say Scott I think if they were to get into the football league that would probably be one of the greatest ever achievements and a proper underdog story you're not like somebody said the other day about Wrexham being a real underdog story that's I don't think that's quite an underdog story
0: to be honest. No, not,
3: not quite. It's, <laughs> it's it's funny though because when you because I think we, we've we gone the other way. We, we've obviously gone on the decline and we've slumped down the leagues and you find yourself in the National League and it's, it's it's got to be the hardest division to get out of because obviously you only get that one guaranteed automatic spot. So then obviously for the likes of yourselves, it's the same thing. It's still equally as hard to, to get out but yeah, I think you can. You can certainly never say never. There's, there's been clubs that probably have made it to the football league that maybe you'd look like Barrow, for instance, or like Harrogate. Like these, these small clubs can do it. Yeah, we've got this Crawley just just down a, the road such, from yeah,
4: just down the road from us. We've got Crawley, who obviously were a non-league side for a long time, and then they became, then they're in the, then they went up. Uh, league Two, League One, uh, and sort of pretty solidified themselves as a football league side now for the last few years. And but obviously yeah. they had been non-league as well. Yeah,
3: it's frustrating because yeah, for, for the likes of like, ourselves, and it's yeah, I think I've I got to be honest enough and say it's a bit of jealousy when when I look at, at some some other clubs, the likes of probably, as you say Burton, Fleetwood, like very very small clubs. But then I think that ultimately is where we have failed as a business. So that that's mm-hmm. that's why that's why that's happened. These are very well run clubs and mm. they live within their means, I think is the most important takeaway from that. We're we're in a very, very awkward position at the minute where we're eleven games unbeaten in the league and it's going very, very well on the pitch, but off the pitch is still an absolute shambles. It's, so it's yeah, you still look at that and you think everything's in place. I'd like to sort of to really be certainly at the, at the bare minimum be a playoff contender in this league, and it's just like, are you gonna are you gonna pull the rug from underneath it yet again? And yeah, I think that would be, that would be the only thing thing holding us back. But then when when you're when you're saying there with regards to Dawkins, you've got you've got volunteers, you've got only like a very small amount of full-time employees, mm-hmm. but you're, you're living within your budget. You're living within your means. So until, until you reach a stage where hopefully you can grow and hopefully you can scale, you're, you're probably going to keep doing that.
4: Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah, yeah I would hope so. I think, um, I think that's one of the things that we do as a club. We are pretty sensible with our, Finances, things like that. You know, we won't go out and get a player in if we don't think it's the right sort of player or it's going to cost too much money. Um, we'll generally do things within our means, and I think it's 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 getting. I think behind the scenes, it is pretty well run, and I think we're all pretty happy the way that it is run as well, um, and the people that we've got in and around the club.
3: Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. I think actually, well, I hope Eden can actually hear us at this point which I think might be a um a point where Reed can jump in because I know eid watches the documentary which he which um goes out on YouTube. I really hope he can hear that or oh, this is going to come I,
0: I, I can uh, there oh, we yes. go. <laughs> um, I've not got the camera on I've got a I've got banging what feels like a migraine, so I'm keeping that camera off. Um face face radio anyway so um but yeah <laughs> I, I, I watch the that that documentary a lot and it's well, yeah, every, every single one that comes out, and, and the, 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 yeah, we've already talked about the rise being impressive, but um, the, the, the 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 realness of it is what I like. You know, it's um, Mark is is in that sense he's your normal everyday guy, but you know, he, but he has a really good knowledge of the of the game and, and his understanding of it. He, I mean, is he like that in real life? Is that is that just him? He's he, he certainly seems that way. He's a real genuine geezer.
4: Yeah, he's absolutely what you see is what you get with Mark. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, he's <laughs> been around Dorking all his life. You know, he is he's a dorking uh, boy through and through. When he grew up in Dorking, went to school in Dorking, went to watch the old Dorking Football Club uh, before they folded um, Supports Wimbledon. But, you know, it's just it's genuine, so genuine. You know, says hello to every single person that's down at Meadowbank watching. He'll come over when we were at Torquay Wednesday night, before the game, he came up into the stand and chatted to us all. Saturday, he came over um, before the game and spoke to us as well. Uh, you know, so, yeah, what you see is what you get. There's nothing. And how Mark is, is is, is there's no difference between how he is on a bunch of amateurs, how he is on a game day, how he is day to day, really. Yeah. And he, he lives and breathes talking wanderers. You know, it's, it's his thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like you say, you know, he's he is that. That is exactly how he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, they. Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, obviously, without going into too much so, you detail, know, is, is he, is, you know, is the money, is it from him? You know, is he the one that sort of backs the club? Is it just him or. Um, well, there's lots of sponsors, but the. And he's
4: got good people around him within, within the club, uh, on the committee and everything. But every. <laughs> Pretty much everything is driven by him. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's been expansion over the years in terms of um scouting and uh coaching and that sort of thing, as you have to with the like the sort of the, the network of people that you have in your sort of inner circle, as it were, it just got sort of bigger but not ridiculously, and Mark is the driver of everything there anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird talking about because I almost feel like I know a lot about the club without without supporting <laughs> it. Or so you're like, I know I know. Yeah, I think the, there's a know. lot of
4: I think there's a lot of people like that now, I think. Yeah, yeah, because of um a bunch of amateurs and, and the various different things that have been done in terms of the exposure that the club's had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have you've got I mean, considering you are part of some you, you do have a really good team. I was I was really impressed with uh, with how you played actually, I thought our game was quite good against you, but you 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 know, you keep the ball well, you want to actually try and play football, which I think is really impressive for the you know, considering you are a part-time club.
4: Yeah, um yeah, we play good football. Yeah, we do play good football, we play possession football as well. We do like to and I know sometimes possession and it can go side to side and and you know back to the keeper and things like that, but that is just how we how we've played that's how we've always played and whether that's when we play three at the back and five across the midfield or whether we we changed it yesterday with the four as we did Wednesday night down at Torquay and even if conditions aren't great we do still try and play good football get the ball down I just saw some stats actually from yesterday we had in the second half I mean I know you guys are tuning up and stuff we had we had something like sixty percent of the possession yesterday and we we did you know we did keep the ball quite well. And I do think that that is quite a rare thing in this division because a lot of teams just whack it, don't they? Yeah. There's a lot of directness in the National League. There's a lot of um, diagonals to a big guy who will try and get players around from midfield. Some are, you know, some runners and stuff and and some more dynamic players. Um, but we do try and keep the ball and work it wide and get in good areas as well and, and things like that. We can pop it around nicely. And like you said... That is all done from just two training sessions a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then games on Saturdays. And obviously last week, we couldn't do that because we had Torquay on Wednesday night. So it kind of skewed up, you know, the training and everything. And and those guys, like you say, they're part-time. So they were down at Torquay Tuesday night for that game, uh, Wednesday night, sorry. Um, they travelled down before the game, and then they travel home after the game. Um, there's no staying over in hotels or things like that because they're part-time, they've got jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, it's difficult in this division. Yeah. Uh, but that's not changing things, you know, like you said, Eden, that's not changing the way we play and how we like to get the ball down and play either. It would, be, it would be easy sometimes, I guess, part-time, let's just hit it long. Let's just try and get up the pitch and then get long throws and things like that and that sort of thing. But that's not kind of Dawkins' way, really. We do try and get it down and play football. So... Um, hopefully that continues and draws um, admirers, but it's just finding that um, killer instinct sometimes in and around the area
0: I, I think considering you've only just come up, it's um, one of the biggest comments I could probably pay is that you, you, you're a team that's got to be respected you know, you, if, if, you, if anyone turns up and goes, you know, talking, you know, we should beat them easy, you, you, will turn, you, will, you will surprise a lot of teams. team see, I think mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, um yeah, thank you, Eden. And I think um well we have, I mean, we we well our best we had um we beat Notts County at home three mm-hmm. one. Um we beat Dagenham at home five one. Um and we've had good moments, you know, throughout the season, we've had these good moments. We've got the two all with Chesterfield on the opening day. Uh we had a one nil away at Barnet uh, on a Tuesday night. And I think some of that does come down to um uh complacency from opposition. But I I really liked your manager's uh, interview in the week where he said, you know, despite the fact that we're on this really good run, I think Dawkins on Saturday is going to be one of our toughest tests. And to sort of get that level of respect and stuff, No, you know, it shows that teams are aware of us. They're aware of where our strengths lie. And I think one of your guys uh, played against us a couple of times for Hemel Hempstead last season as well um, in the the, uh, National South. So... People that had played against Orkin knew how we sort of played. And obviously, we played against you in the FA Trophy, didn't we, last season as well? So, yep. um, so yeah, and, and I think, yeah, we are the sort of team, I think sometimes if teams aren't on their, on their game, we will um, capitalise on that, take full advantage. And and we certainly don't look like a part-time team sometimes when we're out on that pitch. Not
3: at all. Not at all. And again, I think even... You know, you can say what you like about sort of styles and, and you know, you're going to play possession football, you're going to go long, or, or whatever. You can sort of do what you like in that sense, but I, I just even thought fitness level. You, you don't look like a part-time guy.
4: No, um, that's one of the been that's been one of the noticeable things this season is how fit the squad are and how they cope with that high-intensity play that we do sort of have as well. It's quite a, it's quite a sort of a, a high-intensity. Um, there's lots of, I'd imagine we've got a lot of sort of running stats, lots of distance covered um, sort of stats as well. Um, and yeah, and the fitness levels have been improved. We've got one of the people who is full time at the club now is the strength and conditioning. And, and he's really got the players into a good sort of fitness uh, level. And he's kind of doing um, sort of nutritional and strength and conditioning stuff um, with all the players and getting them to that level because I think so much of it so much of it is around fitness and things like that isn't it as well I think you know you see yeah. it sometimes when um, when National League sides or sides from lower divisions compete against divisions from other leagues there's not much between them but sometimes it can just come down to the levels of fitness um, you know where the guys are sort of athletes at that real top level Yeah, um, and I think yeah I think our team have, have, have shown that this season um mm-hmm fitness-wise and and they are competing and we've got some you know we've got some older players in our team you know like Luke Moore Saturday playing in the centre of midfield has been around for a long time and players like that there's a lot of Barry Fuller there's a lot of experienced guys out there sort of in their mid-30s and stuff and um, you wouldn't necessarily know that
3: no not at all I think it's um, sort of again it's smart business what you were saying again You've, you've not got many full-time employees, but one of the ones you've got is a full-time, like a scientist, nutritionalist or whatever. That's a very, very smart and, and worthwhile investment.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of where these areas lie and where they're so key, because it then means that they've got that person with you sort of pretty much all the time. Um, because I know there's been a few times when he've not been available and I guess getting him on board full-time has been a real benefit. Yeah. Um, and and those little marginal gains, I guess, that you're trying to just eke out where you can. You know, if we've got some if we've got some money and we can do that, let's that would be best spent on that because all our other guys are happy to sort of remain part time uh, and can fit it in around their work um, commitments. Yeah,
3: mm. yeah. So have you ever have you ever had the scenario where someone's not available because they've got work? Um, well, in in, in this league
4: um so i mean i wouldn't necessarily be privy to know whether it was because of work but i do know that uh wednesday night down at um torquay a few of the coaches weren't there uh because of work commitments so the coaching staff wasn't at full strength down there um and i guess that wouldn't ever necessarily be something that would come out into the public domain but um i know that there are people obviously that are self employed that are potentially having to sort of turn down work because it's you know, they're having to, so I can't work on that particular day because I've got a game and it's a, it's a midday meet to get up to Halifax. You know, I I dread to think what the situation was the other week when they were all waiting for the coach and then they found out that the game was off having sort of said they wouldn't be able to work that day. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, I think most, I think a lot of them are pretty flexible, but, um, I wouldn't necessarily know to be honest, Scott, whether that has happened. But I do know that Wednesday some of the coaching stuff weren't down there. And I can only presume that that was just through their work commitments. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it ultimately it sort of writes two days out of your working week. Um, and I know yeah. there's a lot of them that sort of work in schools as a few teachers and things like that. So it's really difficult, isn't it?
3: Yeah. I mean, I've I've been in this situation myself, even just as a fan. Yeah. It's a Tuesday night away game. It's 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 two half days, isn't it? Really? Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite absolutely.
3: A, quite a slap for an actual player.
4: Yeah. Um and it's yeah, and it, and it's you know, it was unfortunate some of them have been quite far as well. You know, um, like last week was obviously the trip down to Devon, um is a is a fair old uh trek. And similarly in a couple of weeks the Halifax away, again that's a fair old trek to do in a mm. midweek. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's quite, it can be, um, the fixture calendar can be quite unforgiving.
4: It can, can't it? Yeah, it's a cruel cool <laughs> mystery sometimes, yeah, especially for the part-time team. And you've got, um, you know, when we've had, we had to, obviously, we had Chesterfield, Wrexham, Notts County all come to us already this season early, and they've all uh, plotted up in a hotel somewhere in Surrey uh, the day before, and then just made the short trip across to Dorking on match day, you know, and, mm. And it's a bit different for us, the guys, getting off the coach on the same day. You know, waking yeah. up from their sleep; they've been asleep for a few hours while it um, goes up the motorway. Yeah.
3: How does that feel, though? Like when, yeah, basically within the first month of the season, you've played pro- probably the, the three big hitters. Are, are you a, are, are you a bit like tears or you know, get them out of the way? I think
4: of- as, I think as fans, it it was it was unreal. You know, you sort of like pinch me like we've got these guys down here you know playing against us and stuff and um but then when the game obviously we we beat Notts County uh we we did get and we got thumped against Wrexham 5-0. Um but they you know they're one of them teams aren't they if they get on a roll they're kind of they're a bit like a machine really they
0: will do um
4: yeah. and um we got a tool against Chesterfield as well but it was just some of the things that you notice are the sort of things that stand out. One of the things that stood out for me, and I mentioned it on a couple of other podcasts, is just the amount of um, sort of staff, backroom staff, media, and all that sort of thing that sort of accompany these teams. Um, you sort of hang around the, the ground afterwards, just waiting for everything to die down before you drift away. And, and everywhere I looked, there was like a Chesterfield guy with a polo shirt on, like part of the media team, part of the co- you know, coaching staff, the, the media team's, assistant assistant and stuff like that you know they're everywhere they're just um huge amounts of backroom staff and people that do various different things with these clubs and and i guess that just sort of makes you realize that the size and the level and the professionalism that is with some of these teams
3: yeah
4: maybe one or two sort of hangers on but in the main you know there's there's just a lot of people around yeah, yeah but same that would with be like as well
3: yeah, but for yourselves, that's even if, yeah, say Chesterfield, for example, they have got a couple of hangers on for the likes of Dorky, and you've probably everyone there is multitasking.
0: Yeah,
4: pretty much. You're right. You're exactly right, Scott. Yeah, there's somebody running around with a walkie-talkie doing something, getting a coffee for Mark, but then also showing the FA uh, officials where to go to the boardroom, and then the um match officials turn up and things like that and they're all, they're basically doing everything. Yeah, yeah, very much so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, um it's an incredible story and I, um yeah, I, I really hope this isn't sort of your, you reach your ceiling here just for the, yeah, the, you know, the Cinderella fairy tale of it. I, I think I'd quite like to see it getting into the football lane.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I think, um,
3: one of the things. I think that really... that's just the football fan in me. That's that's yeah. the the, the, the south end fan. That that that's just me as a, as a generic football fan. Because that is think, a true um, underdog story. Yeah,
4: and I think um, the one thing that I've really enjoyed this season is is doing this sort of thing, coming onto podcasts and and chatting to fans of other clubs and things like that. It's been in the main, it's been like ninety percent really friendly. Being in this league, you know we've got no history against these teams. We've got no, you know, we've got no previous games against them, anything like that. Dorking is a friendly town and a friendly place. And we've got this kind of football club in the middle of it now, which is, is really popular, really popular um, for people that have always been in Dorking, like myself, who used to go and watch the old Dorking team and that, you know, played a couple of seasons for Wanderers and things like that. And got and no people around the club. And it's just, so nice to go to you know when we went to oldham second game of the season you know their fans clapped us out the stadium we it took me ages to get back to my car because constantly kept getting stopped by their fans saying how well we played and you know and it was a real refreshing thing to see and stuff and 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 we've kind of had that in lots of places where we've gone this season um and so i think you know i think the majority of the fans are just really enjoying being in the division. You know, going to these different grounds and, you know, all over the country and seeing us play and getting behind the team and and being part of it. And I don't think I don't think it's um, unreasonable to sort of say, yeah, it's nice. Well, obviously, we'd like to take. Obviously, we want to go to some of these places and take the scalps. And but the fans are also enjoying the journey as well, enjoying going to these places and. and meeting people and seeing the teams and stuff. It's a good experience.
3: Yeah, I think that was that that really stood out to me at the, at the end of the game yesterday because I I honestly couldn't tell you the last time that I saw the opposition team get clapped off at Routal. And mm-hmm. it it was not done. I think sometimes you could look at it and, and it almost be a little bit patronising. Yeah. It, it w- wasn't at all yesterday. I, I think that was um, just... A proper show of respect for what what you've you've already achieved by mm. by get by getting um, where you've got to, and also how you've played in the game because you did yeah. you didn't try and stifle it you didn't you didn't try and make it ugly you did you you tried to do your own thing, mm-hmm. and um and it, it 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 did make for a game for a good game of football we've we've seen some shockers. At this level, you you really you you really really, yeah. really see some bad yeah. games football at this level, and, and yeah. we've we over the past couple of years we've um we've we've done our fair share to to take part in that as well, but um, yeah, I, I I thought I thought that was a nice um, show of respect yesterday to um to clap you guys off.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, to our fans will we could come off that pitch having lost 10 nil, and we'd stand down the bottom there and clap the players and clap the management and everything and they would come over and do the same. And I think it's good. And we, you know, we down at Medibank, we stand down there and clap the opposition off. We got played off the park a few weeks ago by Aldershot um, and, you know, a lot of people drift away, but there's a good group of people that will still stand behind that goal and clap the opposition off as well Um, when those sort of results go again. And I think it's just that respect thing and it's just apart from a few wallies who turned up yesterday who I have absolutely no idea who they were, nobody knew who they were, the the genuine decent core of Dawkins supporters that are at home and away games will clap people off not there for any bloody aggro or anything silly Um, and will respect opposition and respect their own team and their own players as well
3: Mm. Do you think that's maybe a little bit of a danger that comes with the success, that comes with the YouTube show? Well... You know, sort of getting a few more youngsters turn up.
4: So, perhaps. Um, we haven't really seen anything silly at home. Club are quick to uh, quash anything um, that may arise at home. Uh, and, and certainly not away, you know... Um, We've had nothing but um, really good away trips, uh, you know, whether it's on the coach or. And, and I, I put a tweet out this morning, you know, most away games you go to, you, you know, pretty much everybody that's there because the same faces, people that you know that go to games and stuff like that. But nobody had a clue who any of them were yesterday at all. And um, I just, I think it, it uh, they, for me personally, they might have, you know, decided to come and. Get behind and support Dawkins, but they really weren't the sort of things fans that we're sort of used to. And I and I and I don't know whether it's the rise of things like that, you know. Because at the start, a few of us were just down chatting to Mark, but then they come in and they want to have pictures taken with him and things like that, you know. So is that uh, based upon you know the TikToks and things like that? It's difficult to pinpoint it, but there's certainly no excuse for their behaviour and the way they're so acting
3: what, yesterday. What are- I'm going to be honest. I've I've missed all this. What was what was happening? Were they just getting a bit lippy? Or
4: so we had a few uh, like lads that turned up yesterday that nobody had sort of seen or recognised before that were up the back of the stand. And bizarrely, they had a a Dorkin flag as well. Which um, and then they started sort of singing along to some of the stuff. And clearly, they'd had a, a few drinks. And by all accounts, they got the train. Uh, and it's fine if they want to come and stand and support the team and get behind the team and make a bit of a noise and things like that. But they were popping down the front regularly and go, go looking across to that stand that you've got there, that main stand and sort of goading some of the fans up there and offering them out and stuff. And they were teenage oikes, you know, absolute wallies and nobody knew who they were. One of them rolled, tried to get a flare out onto the pitch, but he rolled it down the steps and it sort of peaked out and this like little green smoke sort of came out of it down the bottom of the steps. And it was all a bit silly and you just think who, are, you know, and, it was causing a lot of people to turn around and wonder who they were really because nobody kind of knew and gradually one by one they all sort of got turfed out i think
3: right okay yeah i guess when you've got a kind of a a small following it is it's gonna be quite easy to go i've got no idea who that is and then i guess it's like absolutely because you know you know most of them yeah yeah,
4: you know most of them and I don't want to draw too much attention to them because they certainly don't deserve it but I did see a few comments on social media and stuff and I, from a talking supporters point of view I just want to say that they weren't kind of the sort of people that we're used to sort of turning up at our games and things like that um, and the behaviour if you want to stay and watch the game and support the team that's absolutely fine but don't be over to wallies and do silly things like that because that's not what we're about really as a club no
3: No
2: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At Participating Restaurants, 18 Plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Um, yeah, I think annoyingly we've um, we've lost Aiden again. He's um
0: <laughs> Yeah.
3: So um <laughs> I, I I am here. Just, oh, you it, are it keeps
0: it. It just keeps cutting it just keeps cutting in and out, so I'm just muting it because it's 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 playing up. So I am here, I'm just sort of waiting you. to be <laughs> yeah, brand new laps. At this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just quickly just quickly go back to what you said though. I mean I I didn't notice any any trouble to be fair. So it, even if it was just a couple, it wasn't it wasn't noticeable. So I don't think anyone's gonna um, put that against you as, as fans of a club.
4: No, no, no. Uh, I'd hope not. No, just you know, we're happy to have the the fans going and everything. Not not a problem at all. But just don't act, like wallies, You know, just don't be don't behave like that. Really. Well, oh,
0: that is know, been been really good.
4: Yeah, the yeah, like, yeah.
0: game. I thought it was good. Yeah, there was that spell after uh, after
4: half time, wasn't there? Where he just made a lot of noise for that period of time. They're trying to get behind the team and stuff as much as possible. The good thing is when we go to a lot of these grounds, the kind of the 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 stands kind of lend themselves sometimes to making that noise don't they because you can kind of bang the old um, back of the stands and stuff like that you can't do that a lot of the grounds now yeah and the roof and stuff yeah so uh, a lot of stadiums you can't really do that Um, but a lot of the grounds we've been to you can because um, they're quite old aren't they some of them yeah
3: yeah some of them are very old yeah Uh, uh, ours um, is one of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> how
0: um how how much uh, as a, of a miss has um alcros been because i i I don't, I don't know if you're aware of, 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 but i'm I'm pretty sure we were interested in summer um obviously that it didn't it didn't no nothing happened at the end but um yeah that's a lot of goals to try and replace
4: yeah massively massive massive loss Alfie. yeah, gutting for him and the club and everybody really um you know um another ACL on our bloody pitch um, his was ruptured obviously we, Matt Briggs we lost as well I don't know you remember he played against you guys last year in the FA Trophy as well and and alfie, alfie, yeah and alfie scored that really good goal at Roots Hall didn't he last season to put us one up there he kind of cut him from the the left and then uh, hit it under the keeper yeah um, but he's, yeah, he's out and it's a big loss um, and he, we won't see him again this season, I don't think. And he's obviously, I don't know if you guys heard, but he's got to have this heart operation as well. Yeah. So he's got to have the heart operation before he has the knee operation as well. And the heart operation was due, but then it got put back um, due to an emergency that came in at the hospital. So um, I haven't heard anything more, whether that's um, happened or anything yet, but... Um, so yeah, been a big loss, Eden. Yeah, really big loss, and and kind of never really got to see too much of him up front with Ryan Seeger at all this season because the Wrexham game was quite early in the season, and then that was him done. So uh, yeah, gutting for him and everyone at the club. He has signed a a new uh, contract with us as well, um, which I guess is kind of the natural thing to do, really, because he's going to spend quite a Period of that out injured, so you don't want him to sort of see that contract out and then clear off somewhere else for nothing. So, got him under a contract at least, uh, and see how he comes back.
0: It's all, that's also a good commitment, though, isn't it? You know, you get know, someone that's gone for an injury and, and obviously with his heart problem as well to sort you know to back the player. I mean, it must, must be quite good for him as well, knowing he's got that support,
4: yeah, yeah. I'd like to think so, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, because he. He does get down to quite a lot of the games still. We've been down at Meadowbank for quite a lot of our home games and, and still around the club and everything as well. So um, I think he is appreciative of, of, of the club and the support that, that they've given him. Yeah, definitely. He's one of those. He's one of those. He's such a nice lad as well. You know, he, family come to the games and, and he's just down to earth lad. Um, but there's lots of teams that were talking about him, weren't there? There was lots of rumours around him in the summer um, from uh, National League and and other clubs as well um, that were interested.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like I say, um, I, I was I was told that we were interested in. Um, I I don't know what, what stops at the end, but yeah, I was I was told that we we was really interested. So um, I think it's it's I think it shows the type of players you've got. You know, you've got players that, that clubs from yeah even higher than this league are are interested. It in that, that probably shows how how good your your scouting network is
4: yeah yeah um yeah i think yeah I think we've got a, a a good group and they're well coached and they're well managed and and technically they're good as well a lot of them are technically really good footballers um that wouldn't look out of place um uh, playing in some of these other teams one of the biggest losses that we have was Darren Oldacre who was with us last season who's now at Chesterfield um and um, he's been massive for them, like rave reviews every week from their fans. Um, but obviously he was a former pro anyway at Gillingham, so quite adept at making that step back into full-time football. Um, and, and no doubt there'll be one or two others as well. Briggs, Briggs, I know, had been looked at and gone on trial with a couple of pro clubs as well.
0: There's, um. Is he going to be back this season, or is he out for the year as well? Uh,
4: No, hopefully he should be. Yeah, hopefully he should be. Uh, If not, in the next uh, before Christmas, then hopefully in the new year, he's getting back to uh, sort of strength work and things like that. Because his ACL uh, was done. I can't remember when it. It was against Maidstone at home back in the National South. must have been over, maybe over a year ago or just under a year ago. So a fair period of time out for him. Yeah, might have been February time, February March time of last year. So not far off, sort of eight nine months I think for him now. Yeah, that's been another big loss. Yeah, big big you players. Do, big, big yeah, players. you do, and and it's you know what they say about always <laughs> players are always better when they're not in the team, aren't they? But there have been games this season where think oh Briggs Briggs would have been so good here you know you've gone you know the the surfaces are, are brilliant the pitches are nice and wide and we like to get it wide and and stuff and you know and you think I'd fancy him up against that left back and you know thundering down that right hand side and that's another thing and and Briggsy's always good for goals as well uh coming in off that right wing so that's another thing that we've lost without him playing this season um is that threat he's got a hell of a shot on him and um yeah, scores goals.
1: Yeah, Some no, definitely
4: a very good spot. Mm, yeah. what,
1: what's the
0: uh, what's what's the goal for you? When you say this year is it quite just to stay up? I mean, that might sound a bit um, almost a bit, I don't know what the word is, but a ne- bit negative maybe. But I think ultimately, when you consider how, you know, what you're what you're up against, that would will still be an incredible team.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, solidifying ourselves in this division, getting. You know, staying up, uh, being competitive, you know, taking some scouts with us on the way as well, you know, like the, the results and the, having those, like Mark always says, we have those good moments, you know, that that throughout the season and beating Notts County was one of our good moments and things like that. So um, being competitive and staying in the division this year, Eden, I think for us, you just it's like it's we've always kind of when we've gone into divisions, we've always sort of assessed it the first year, you know, gone to places, because the promotions have happened so much, is that a lot of the times for that first season, this is uncharted territory in terms of the teams and the places and things like that, you know, so it's finding that footing, you know, I was down at Torquay on Wednesday, and I was there when all the players turned up, and they didn't know where to go, you know, they didn't know where the changing rooms were, so, you know, it's being in that league to know where it, when you turn up, that's where the change rooms are, behind, behind that stand, you know, and it's not a, a new scenario and things like that. So being staying in the league and then having to think about what do we need next season to really push, you know, and really go. We've done enough this season to be competitive and stay in the league, but what do we think next season? What are our goals and things like that? So, but yeah, staying up this year would, would be good, Eden. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, no. And, think... if you'd have,
4: sorry, and if you'd have no, asked God. me about, if you'd have asked me about three or four weeks ago, I would have said to have a good cup run. But we got dumped out straight away yeah. by Eastleigh, so we put that put that uh, aside sorry, for we, another
3: year. We always have. here um, we, we we call it a mid season break now when the FA Cup comes round. We're <laughs> notoriously out in the in the. Well, the same round. with us. We've, well, never, you know we, didn't we've even, never... we didn't even get to the first round this year. We got knocked out in the prelim run. Really? Yeah. It's the first time we've not made the, the first round of the FA Cup. Well, the only other time in recent history was because when we were actually in the championship about 15 years ago. We, okay. came in at, we come in at the third round. But yeah, yeah when when we've actually been um, eligible for the first round, that's the <laughs> first time we haven't made it in quite a that long.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah, so we, yeah, we've been notoriously underachieving in, in the FA Cup got knocked out on penalties last year against Hayes um, at the same stage before then they went on to then be the first round proper and obviously the first round proper this year, Eastleigh beat us at our place so um, you know it would be really nice to have a decent FA Cup run and get that little bit of extra exposure um, perhaps a game on the telly um, something like that but again that's going to have to go on hold again for another year <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I've, do you know what I've, I think? The uh, I think the greatest compliment that I could I could pay um, the club is one that, and the team really that if if you're gonna gonna look at your picture list and you see and you go it and you go into it with that attitude of it's only Dawkins, I, I I think you'll get stung. No, I, I really do, and I, and I think that that may be um, maybe have been a factor in the the victory you got against Knox County. They might have turned up in it that's a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. I think because it does happen it does happen and even sometimes you may not really realise you're doing it but um, yeah I think uh, underestimate Dorkin at your peril this season definitely
4: Yeah um, and I think that and I think sometimes that plays to our advantage a little bit as well because it means that there could be that level of complacency sometimes and and even if managers have come out and said it's going to be a tricky game and pay them respect and things like that. Sometimes that doesn't, it doesn't materialise on the pitch either, does it? So, and I think from your point of view, guys, in terms of how you played Saturday, you must have been pretty pleased with how professionally your, your players dealt with it. You know, they just yeah. went about their business and uh, and it went to 2-0 and then you basically sort of just played in second gear, really. And if you'd needed to, you probably could have turned it up a notch again, really, if necessary. But... You, you defensively was so solid and the pressing and it and the commitment and the work rate was so high that it didn't really allow us to get out of some of those areas, to be honest, where we were knocking it about. But they felt okay, we can let them have it here. But if they then do come forward 10-15 yards, that's when we're going to step in and try and stifle them again and stop them from playing. Um and and it would be, you know, I think that's I think that's credit to your management and to your players. You got into that mindset where it's not, it's not only Dorkin, it's a, mm. it's a game. We're 2-0 up and we're going to close this out and, and come off at the end here and the fans are going to love it and we'll move on to the next game.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think because we, we came into that off the back of a, of a great draw with, um, with mm. Knox County, which you've got to look at a great point with coming yeah. behind twice Yeah. against top of the league and you're thinking, so now, so now we're coming into a bit of a potential banana mm-hmm. skin fixture. And, yep. yeah, literally, as you say, just an incredibly professional performance. Got an early goal, which I think would have massively helped settle any, yep. any yep. nerves as such. More from the the terraces than, than the players, I think, because, yeah. again, there's this, I think people would be like, oh, yeah. like if 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 that gets to half-time, it's nil-nil. People do start getting a bit touchy. But, yeah, I think, yeah. The, um, I think the early goal yesterday massively helped settle any any um, yep. jitters. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I've noticed this season as well. Some of the crowds, um, the atmospheres and stuff do change, don't they? And they do. Uh, and, and the Scunthorpe game was noticeable. Yes, we were 2-0 up at half-time against them. We, we'd we attacked their end where most of their fans were behind that goal. And I think if we'd have gone to 3-0, I think they would have been on the pitch. Um <laughs> we went in at halftime 2-0 and then they came out and attacked that same end and just attack after attack that we just couldn't deal with and it almost felt like that that cliche but the, that group of fans behind the goal sort of sucked the, sucked the yeah. goals in almost you know, because they were just playing to that crowd who got behind their team rather than turning on their team and you do hear some groans and stuff sometimes don't you at games and, and like you said there Scott like if winning over the crowd is half the battle isn't it really sometimes in these divisions because you, the complacency and sometimes the kind of it's only dorking they're only part time comes more from the grumblers in the crowd rather than the players and the team. Yeah,
3: yeah and I think you, you you definitely notice it with clubs like ourselves that have been at the higher level Yeah, there is just such, such a, a you know, pent up frustration within the fan base that we've suffered these relegations and now and now we're losing this, and now we're losing that. So yeah, it's just it's just the snowball effect of um, of years of frustration. Yeah, yeah, it do- it does just come out in um, in a negative way. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's really not- that's that is very noticeable a lot of the time now. Yeah, that's why you know we when we we beat uh, Barnet and beat Mainstone and Barnet, you could really sense the frustration around the place that night. On it, yeah. With their fans expecting expecting better and expecting more um, from their team, yeah,
3: yeah. No, I um, yeah. Li- listen, um, really, really appreciate you um coming on and joining us. I don't know if Eden's got anything to add, but, um. I'll give him respect
0: on mute if he's. Uh... No, no. I'll be. I'll be honest. This, this. said banging. i have sort of keeping keep myself. Uh, I'm just listening. But um, yeah, really appreciate you coming. I say it's. it's, yeah, it's, it's lot, um, I've really, I've really enjoyed watching watching the stuff. I say like, it feels almost like it's a. It's a team I, I know. So it's uh, it's nice to get your, your your views of it. I guess yeah. Give just 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 listen about where you came from and you know that that, that rise. I just think it's so impressive.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's generally, you know, people just think it's a load of money thrown at it. And yes, there's inevitably going to be money because you go further and people are going to need, you know, you're going to have to stop paying people and people won't do it voluntarily. But it, as I said to you earlier, Scott, it's not just been thrown around and chucked about here and there to build up a ridiculous squad. It isn't, you know, when people say i a real life football manager, it's not real life football manager, how I play it. Cause I just end up spending <laughs> far too much money on there, but getting a massive squad. And then I wonder what to do with it. Get, <laughs> get, get sacked or wonder what what to do with half of them. So I think um, kind of staying within their means and things like that is, is the way that things are done rather than, and, uh, uh, and sure, as you've seen as well, there's no massive turnover of players. There's no massive turnover of people within the squad. It, you know, there's some teams in this league can't keep up with the incomings and outgoings sometimes because it changes all the time. And yet we, we kind of limit that. And, and some of that's because of the part timeness, but some of it's also just to keep that small nucleus of the squad. So many of them have been at the club for a long time, you know, and gone through promotions, know how we play and, and continue to do that rather than bringing in a huge turnover of players we've got to adapt to suddenly the, the way that we do play you know building up from the back and playing possession football which is for some of, some people that's not how they've always played you know so um, there's a lot of continuity to it and I think that's sometimes what stands us in such good stead really
3: yeah no definitely um, yeah, yeah th- thanks very much for, um, for coming and doing this mate it's the first one we've, we've ever done where we've got um, got an opposing team fan on I think it's um, it's a nice way to, you know, re- really show the other side, put a different perspective on it, and, and maybe even for yourselves get get more eyes on on a on a platform that they didn't didn't know was there. Maybe didn't know some of that journey. Um,
0: yeah. is it yeah. is
3: it um is it February? I think it's early February. Yeah, it's February. The yes, it yeah. is
4: February. Yeah. So that will so be we'll, um, that will be good. All, all hopefully, going, we will
3: be there. So, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be
4: to... a, a decent following from South Southend to come down to Meadowbank. Yeah, yeah um, no, that I'm, should I'm be sure
3: good.
4: Be. Yeah, and we've only just started our, we've only just set up our podcast as well. Our Talking Wonders one. It's something that we've been thinking about for a while. So we we're sort of trying to push that out, and it went out on social media and everything last week. So we're just we're going to get some sort of stuff lined up over the next few weeks to get episodes out and start talking to fans from other clubs yeah, and things like that. So, definitely. I
3: may just do it. Uh, it's we're, we're we're still very much learning on the job and we're three years in. <laughs>
0: that gives you, me and, me and Gary saw, some look, hope. At,
3: <laughs> look at the absolute kerfuffle we've had tonight. We still, we still yeah, couldn't... Yeah. <laughs> me and Eve were sitting here for like 10, 15 minutes before you come on going, can you hear me? Can you hear me? It's like, we've been doing this on Zoom for well over as two. As far
4: as I know, could, Eden could
3: be anyone. He yeah. says Eden, but I don't know who he is. We literally are a bunch of amateurs. Yeah, apologies, <laughs> <done.
0: laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, I literally am <laughs> sitting in the
0: dark, but you will be able to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he got his screen on.
3: He's just
4: got the light turned on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a t-shirt on with Eden on it. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Cheers, I really yeah. appreciate it.
3: Cheers, mate.
4: When does the yeah. podcast yeah. go out then? When do you when do you put it
3: out? Uh, we we'll um we'll have this out on Tuesday morning.
4: Cool, excellent. Look forward to it.
3: Yeah, we'll Thanks, uh, we'll, chaps. We'll, 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 we'll drop drop you a link and everything when it's when it's all live.
4: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Maybe put a yeah. picture of eating yeah. yeah. up or something like a <laughs> still
3: that <laughs> I used to do on the team photos.
4: If someone wasn't
3: present, they just, just put them at the end. in. <laughs> yeah. oh, you joke about that. We we we've actually done that this season.
4: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> about a turnover get a new player and put his yeah. head on someone else's body
3: <laughs> <laughs> we literally had to do that it's like, oh, I'm... <laughs> brilliant i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not oh, gonna say right, who right, was that. i'm are... not gonna have people just trying to watch everyone's not gonna be looking at our thing photo and going whose head is not on their actual body <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna say
4: anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's try and work it out maybe like make yeah. it like a quiz <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we
3: should uh, we should yeah, we should do this again as well before the uh before the reverse picture
0: you know, yeah, 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 before, before before the game in Feb we'll um we'll we'll have another
3: yeah. another catch yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. Where we're yeah, definitely. Yeah,
4: definitely. Yeah, definitely. And if you bring a full allocation as well, I think Mark might give you some money to spend in one of the pubs as well as he's been doing this season.
0: Yeah. The way <laughs> fans but, if, turning if, if up, up a nothing nothing absolutely trolley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be gutted that, don't you? Right? <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
3: No, cheers, mate. No, appreciate all it, mate. the best. All the best,
4: and um, nice we'll catch you in the new year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You too, so, mate. So.
4: Thanks, guys. Cheers. See us later. See, you. See
3: you, mate. Yeah.